Hey, Bible scholars, it's day 18 on our 40-day tour through the Gospel of John. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. Thanks for spreading the word about this podcast. Thanks for getting God's word out there into the world. And in that way, thanks for letting your light shine. Light is what we're looking at today because we're up to John chapter 8, covering verses 12 to 20, but the real key verse here is verse 12. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Light inspires us. It it illuminates us. It comforts us. It leads us and guides us. So the question for us today that John's gospel is asking anybody who reads through John chapter 8 is, can you see this light? Because some people can and some people can't. Can you see the light? Can you see the light of Jesus Christ? It's one of the famous lines, can you see the light, from one of my all-time favorite movies called The Blues Brothers. I think I feel a special affinity to this movie because it was filmed while I was in high school, and some of the scenes are filmed actually in neighborhoods where my wife Sally and I grew up. In this movie, Jake and Elwood are on a mission from God, so it's kind of a religious movie too, if you go ahead and let yourself go there. Jake and Elwood are trying to save the orphanage where where they grew up on the south side of Chicago, and they get the inspiration to do that because they're invited to church. Good things happen when we invite people to church. And for Jake and Elwood, the Blues Brothers, their their lives are completely transformed. They're at church, and the roof is blowing off the place, or people are being filled by the Holy Spirit. And the preacher's up front, and he's preaching and singing and dancing, and he's played by James Brown, the, the soul singer. And at a certain point in the service, he looks out at Elwood, one of the Blues Brothers, who is not at all impressed with what he sees at church that day. He's standing in the back with his arms crossed, and he's thinking, this is just absolutely ridiculous. Until the preacher says to him, can you see the light? And it was at that moment that he does. He sees the light, and he starts to sing, and he starts to dance, and his brother's already been filled with the Holy Spirit, and he's singing and dancing. And so now both of the Blues Brothers can see the light, and because they can see the light, they know, and they repeat this line over and over. It becomes the theme of the movie that we're on a mission from God. You're on a mission from God, too. So am I. And we start to see that when we can see the light. If we can't see the light, we're going to miss the mission. We're going to miss the purpose for which we've been created. The brilliant theologian of the last century, Helmut Thielicke, once said, it ought to be engraved on our tombstones. Brilliant performance, but you missed the point. We chase after all sorts of other things, but we miss the main point of life, that we're on a mission from God. When we see the light, we see this mission. When we see this mission, we start to live for the purpose for which we were created to live. But apart from the light, we're going we're gonna to miss the point. When Jesus says, I'm the light of the world, he starts getting some pushback. Chapter 8 of John's Gospel, verse 13, the Pharisees reply, you're making these claims about yourself. Such, such testimony is not valid. And then they go back and forth in, in this kind of developing plot line in John's gospel that now is coming to the forefront. It was kind of back burner. Now it's coming front burner. That Jesus and worldly authorities are, are going to have different perspectives on the same thing. And that thing is, who is Jesus? Jesus, of course, is the Messiah, the anointed one of God. He's God in, in human form. And that's revealed to us right at the beginning of John's gospel. But a lot of the powerful forces, a lot of the authoritative figures in the world, both in religious circles and in government circles, can't see it. 
Here in John chapter 8, Jesus is going to go back and forth with the Pharisees. They're, they have their religious authority. By the end of John's gospel, Jesus is going to go back and forth. He's put on trial by the Roman Empire. Pontius Pilate, the governor, puts him on, on trial before he's crucified. And, and King Herod's involved too. But what's really interesting is the closer you look at these stories in John's gospel, the more John's gospel makes it clear that Jesus is turning that whole thing right side up. That he's not actually the one on trial. That it's the Roman Empire on trial toward the end of the story. It's Pilate who's actually on trial, not Jesus. It's here in John chapter 8, not Jesus who's on trial, not the Pharisees peppering him with questions. That's what we get at the first surface read. But look a little closer and you'll start to see the flip. Jesus is actually saying to them, putting them on trial, the reason you can't see the light, the reason you don't see that I'm the light of the world is because you've fallen into the darkness when it comes to your understanding of God. And since the Father in heaven and I are one, since we both testify to the same truth, that ought to be more evidence than you need. But you can't see me because you can't see God. You've lost sight of God. You've fallen into the darkness, into the shadows of misinterpreting God for the rest of the world. And that's why you can't see me for who I am. Even though you're looking at God face to face, Jesus could say, you can't see me for who I am. One of my favorite services around here at Hope is our Christmas Eve services. And one of the greatest things about this service is it reminds us that God's light is for everybody. The light breaks into this world. John chapter 1 says, we, we did this on the first day of our 40-day tour through gos the gospel of John. John chapter 1 verse 4 says, this light has a name. His name is Jesus Christ. And this light brings life to all people. Next verse, John 1 5, the light shines into the darkness and the darkness can't extinguish it. The Christmas story reminds us that God's light breaks through for everybody in the world. Our darkness is real. Our struggles are real. Our suffering is real. But so is the light of Jesus Christ. And when light and darkness fight in a room, light wins. The Christmas story is so inspiring because we, we get to see this light spread. And symbolically, we, we live that out at our Christmas Eve services here at Hope. We call them candlelight services. We have a candle that's lit by the manger scene, and then the light starts to move through the room on our Christmas Eve candlelight services. It goes from the manger and starts to spread through the front rows, and we make sure the room's dark. And, and then, literally, the room goes from darkness to light as Jesus Christ moves and his light moves throughout the room. I mean, I get goosebumps just telling you this now. This last year during the pandemic, we realized we couldn't get tens of thousands of people safely into our sanctuary. And if people can't come to church for Christmas, we're going to bring church and Christmas to them. So we did something called Journey to the Light. We asked people to donate any old Christmas lights they have. <laughs> did this community donate lights? We got over 100,000 lights and we put them up all over the 24 acres of this church property on trees, on the building, on light posts, wherever we could. And then we set up these biblical scenes that trace the story from the beginning of creation through the prophets and Isaiah. And what did God speak through the prophets seven plus centuries before Jesus was born? The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. And then we move through from other scenes and we get closer and closer to the manger scene on this journey to the light out in our church parking lot and people are driving through and they finally get to the manger scene and it's the light of the world, Jesus Christ. For you, can you see the light? 
This light inspires. This light illuminates. This, re- this light reveals the truth that shows us the darkness of, of sin and, and shows us those things that claim to be good, but they aren't good. They're evil, so we can avoid them. And it also gives us a quiet confidence uh, about the light that Jesus gives. If we just believe in him, we have the assurance that our suffering isn't going to last, but the light of God's love is eternal. When we were in Denmark, my wife and I, I was speaking at a church conference there, and we were given this wonderful gift on our way out from the people who were there. They were candles like this one. And those candles were a part of something that they taught us, and it's on this sign here. It looks like Higgy, but it's pronounced Huga. It's, um, it's, a, it's a pause button in life. It's a time to, to, to move aside all of the darkness, all of the all of the shadows and just bask in the glow of candlelight and warm blankets and more importantly, good friends and the bond that we have and the love that we share with one another and the love that we get to bask in the glow of that comes to us from the God who made us. Have some huga time today. Have some time where you bask in the glow of God's light. Can you see it? God's light and his love is for you. The darkness is real, but so is his light. And when his light breaks into the darkness of our lives, the light always wins. Believe in that light, and we'll see you tomorrow. Please like, review, and share on whatever platform you're using that helps us get the word out. And join us for weekend worship. You can go to lutheranchurchofhope.org to find out how. We'll see you there.